guys how's it going hi did i get all that right i'm 2014 smashed the first it. album smashed Perfect. it i mean to be honest i can't remember these things anymore either so <laughs> you're like i honestly don't care <laughs> yeah i think that was gospel that sounds good to me fantastic yeah it, it's crazy man because when that um when that clip went viral were you guys like because that album came out it was uh vamala right was that is that yeah. saying right that came out in 2015 and then all of a sudden for whatever reason the way the internet works uh, yeah, somebody yeah. posted that unbelievably sexy clip of Hannah DeArmas lip syncing to it, um, and it blew up, and it was crazy. Yeah. So the way that happened was it was a it was a Campari advert. They did like a advertorial. Um, mm -hmm. They had a song already ready for it, basically. Okay. And two weeks before the shoot was meant to happen, the director, who's a guy Matteo Garone, who's um, mm -hmm. fucking cool guy here. Directed that amazing mafia film. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but oh, okay. he heard that song on Italian radio when he was driving his car. Um, mm -hmm. And apparently, he rang up his director and said, "We need to use this song instead." So then wow. we got a message saying they want to use this song in your ad, in their ad, um, and also, do you want to be in it as the band? We're going to have to either use some actors or use you guys. So we're like, "Fucking yeah, let's go yeah. to Milan, have a great time, meet some great people." It's great, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, pretty cool to have Anna Diarmas singing it. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. It was. Was it frustrating, or were you just like, because when it, um, when that happened or whatever? I think that's how I wound up even hooking up with you in the first place. Is I really I, like, tagged? Yeah, I tagged like the your band because people were like, um, it, it blew up all over the place. But everyone was like, oh, who's singing it? What's the band? Like, what, what is this song? What is this song? And every time I saw that, it would drive me crazy because I knew it and I loved it for so long. But I was like, it's Champ, Champs, Champs, it's Champs, the band. Oh, and, then so I, and then I just started singing you everywhere because people kept getting it wrong for some reason. And I was like, God damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting respect. Cool, man. So is that, so you already knew about us before that? I did, yeah, yeah. A friend of yeah. mine was, uh, um, my friends and I love to trade music. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people do too, but like we're upset, like we're just obsessed with it. New stuff that comes out always like we have, you know, the Spotify accounts or whatever. And, um, but I always buy music. Like I, I'm still one of those people who buys music. I, I feel weird not owning or paying for an artist thing. Like I know you pay to Spotify and stuff too, but like there's nothing like owning the actual thing, right? Or even like downloading the song. Yeah. yeah. Plus I'm always afraid that like, I don't know why people aren't more freaked out by like, uh, what if Spotify just goes under, disappears? Where's all that music that you had? It's so true, man. I actually right? had this conversation with someone about two weeks ago. Just, well, yeah. I think about everything. Like, yeah. you put so much trust in the internet existing. Like, everything yes. is virtual. And yeah, you're paying a lot of money these days for things that could yeah. actually disappear very easily. So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> Only I try to explain that to my friends who are like a little, like, you know, like a little younger, like in their twenties or whatever, because they grew up even it's crazy because even if, if somebody's like, there's a five year difference, they're still like, they don't understand like why you have, they're like, I don't understand. I, it took me a long time to even get a Spotify account because I didn't, 
you know, I was like, I, I have to have the music because at one moment, some corporation or somebody somewhere is going to be like, we're no longer playing this artist's music because of whatever reason. And it's like, well, fuck you. Like, I like yeah, to look like, it's weird. Well, yeah. that's, so that's how I, anyway, my friends and I wound up, like we were just, we just, we had found you guys. I don't remember who found it first, but you know, it was one of those things where like, I'm one of those people who like, you send one song, I have to check out the whole album. So since like 2014, I've known about you guys. And then the um, last album that you did in 2019, um, I really, really liked and uh, it's crazy to me because the once I don't know if you know you guys made this connection, but the one song it's the name of the album too the um, the hard interchange. Yeah. Do you do I, like the there's the lyrics in there and I'm gonna read them like an idiot, but um, <laughs> you can read your own lyrics to you. That's a good thing to do. <laughs> um, but uh, so the one part where it's basically so I get it right, friends alone and the and time is strange. That seems the hard interchange. I'm like that's now. Friends, yeah. friends alone time is straight like i would listen to that in the beginning of the pandemic because i was like that's exactly what's going on it's the simpsons moment yeah we predicted the future in advance it, it is it's yeah. a total simpsons moment no it's uh yeah it's it's what well, yeah turned out to be depressingly foreboding isn't it <laughs> right well yeah but it, it is one of those things where i was like did i just not really hear those lyrics beforehand or is it i'm just noticing now because i'm feeling all this shit for the first time but that's yeah. kind of become my uh i've sent it to like other people and i'm like listen to this fucking song well first it's a yeah, great no, song but i'm just like no, that's good yeah, yeah. You know, mike would be the man to ask about that he wrote those lyrics um oh cool he can't make it but i wonder if he is a bit psychic it's happened before some other tracks where people wow. have, um, said did you predict this i think you might have a bit of the crystal wall going yeah. on there <laughs> it's it's weird too because even the Simpsons stuff, I feel like artists in general, like we're so prone to having to think about every angle of every situation, like chip off the block kind of a thing. Like yeah, you do yeah. wind up stumbling onto shit and you're like, oh fuck, I didn't know this was gonna happen, but Yeah, man. Sure. Uh do you uh so uh, uh you know, do you like working with your brother and stuff? I know he couldn't make it, but uh how did that come to like fruition? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing in many ways because Obviously, growing up together, you you're exposed to the same things as a kid. You know the same music in, in you know in your parents' car, um, and then you know you show each other music as kids, obviously. And I think there's a lot to be said for that shared background. You know, I think a lot of bands fall out in later stages because their tastes have come from a different place. They diverged for a while, and then they go like that. But I think. Right. You've grown up together with the same influences. Your your tastes stay pretty um, consistent, so it's uh, it makes the creative process a lot easier, I think, um, nice. and I think it leads to a lot more longevity because, yeah, you've you've basically had a shared experience of life in a sense. Like you know, that's what siblings are, aren't they? So yeah. I think you're always going to have that uh, a closeness which is only going to help with creative projects that I think otherwise you might not have, you know, you can still be very close friends with someone, but it's never the same as a, that sibling thing and that shared, you know, that shared experience. And, you know, we, we can communicate in a way that we don't really have to say much sometimes, you know, we can be in a studio and give each other a look and we know exactly what the other person's saying, which is pretty amazing. And, you know, you can't, you can't learn that, you know, that's, that's a sibling thing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool actually in that sense. Obviously we have arguments with brothers, everyone does, you know, mm -hmm. and spend a lot of time together. And when your brothers, there's always, you know, stupid 
stuff from childhood that it's, you know you don't ever forget it spills over into adulthood and that's, what's one of the things from your childhood that you guys still argue about oh jesus uh who gets to watch what tv show flying <laughs> <laughs> over the tv remote you know stupid shit, but yeah it's, uh, yeah that closeness comes with also obviously the other side which is right stupid shit basically what but, were the uh, bands that you said you guys listened to a lot of the same music growing up was there a band that was particularly influential to you so yeah our parents were for some reason they don't even know why if we asked them now but they were really really into rem i mean that's oh wow great band yeah yeah they were into early rem so we were always listening to you know like monster automatic for the people right. those those early-ish um rem albums were always on cassette in our parents cars mm-hmm. um i do great think, influence to have yeah it's really cool um i think there's something of michael stipe's songwriting i think definitely influenced us like the classic first chorus tease for example where he always he always does a bridge and you think the chorus is coming and it goes yeah. back into the verse and then the second payoff, the second course is a massive payoff because of it. You know, there's little things that I think that we do that subconsciously we've been influenced by Michael Stipe at some point. Um, so, yeah, R.E.M. was a huge one. We also listened to just a lot of the classics like the Beatles. Beatles mm-hmm. was always playing, obviously. So I think that's right. had a bearing on, obviously, the vocal harmonies and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just a lot of British classics like the Kinks, Beatles, Rolling Stones. Oh, um, amazing. And then yeah, Elvis. And then another one random. Did you did the did a band called the Lighthouse Family make it over to America? No, I've never heard no, of them. It doesn't surprise me at all. They I'll were, have to look them up. Yeah, they were sort of a big it's not it's very cheesy, but um okay. sort of a big nineties pop thing. They had Right up my alley. Yeah, they had a sort of one or two albums, I think, that were mad successful here. And then disappeared off the face of the Like, honestly, trust me, if I said to an English person one of my influences is the Lighthouse family, I'd get laughed out of the room. It's it's about <laughs> as it's about as uncool as it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, that was a big one for some reason. We were always listened to that as kids as well. So on oh, Kirsty McCall, um, Fairy Tale of New York. Our oh was, yes. Yeah. yeah our mum was obsessed with her. Really, that's a, really loved her. That's like one of the best songs ever, yeah. Yeah, so she's great. Again, amazing voice, amazing harmonies. Yeah, she's a she's a motherfucker. She's great. So you gave me the the lighthouse family. I'll give you one that I I always hesitate. People are always like, really? Um, <laughs> well, I love John Denver. I don't. Oh, there's yeah, right, but that is one of those ones where like I I always that's like your your private time music where like I could never play it in front of friends because they'd be like, what the fuck are you? Oh, but I'm like, God. are you kidding me? Great lyrics, yeah. good dude. That's it, you man. Know? That's it. Good songs are good songs. Yeah, that's exactly. But always say. That's one of the ones I will get laughed at. Like if it accidentally comes on a playlist with my friends in my car, I have to like reach for the radio real quick, or they're like, Are you really if that's what you do on your song? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. A bit of a, a bit of a guilty pleasures. Yeah. Pleasure, that's the point. Yeah, all for that. So yeah, that was it. We grew up listening to that that kind of music, which is, you know, mostly credible. Some of it wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. And so it must be good on like even a business level too. Like I can't imagine having to like have your brothers like just backing each other up in these, you know, meetings that you must have and studio shit where you're like, like a solid force going in there too. It's creatively great, but like, you know, a sibling. Yeah. And it's, it's that thing of knowing that however much you could have a 
fucking argument about something stupid, it's ultimately mm-hmm. because you're, you're brothers. And yeah. I guess you don't have that level of security, maybe, if you're in a band with, or doing anything creative with a friend because you can mm-hmm. always be like, oh, shit, maybe we won't get over this argument or something. But yeah. I think the brothers thing, yeah, keeps you gives you that sort of safety thing. And yeah, for sure, like having that unity and again, that, that sort of unspoken understanding really helps in sort of meetings and stuff. And I think, I think what's really good as well is we've both got the same instinct for like the kind of people we sort of want to work with, you know, like you get to a certain age and you sort of realize the usually you get to learn the people that are doing things for the right reasons and the people who are are not, you know, and I think we've we've developed a pretty strong radar for that kind of stuff. And again, that's something we tend to be able to communicate without really having to say anything, you know, we've, we've, we like working with good people basically. And that's one of the best things too, is uh, realizing that you don't need those other people to like keep furthering your, or to, to keep doing what you want to do anyway. Like the minute it's such a relief, the minute you're like, Oh, I don't have to work with assholes. So I don't yeah. need to do this. And you just walk. Yeah. And it, there's no shortcuts to learning that. I think that only comes yeah. with age and yeah. self assurance and self assurance only comes with age. You can't, you don't start out at 18 and, have this feeling of I'm, I'm not going to work with dicks because you feel, like <laughs> you, need, you feel like you need all the help you can get. But yeah, you get to this. Yeah. Like, these people like, they're just, yeah. Anyway, well, that's, yeah, that's no, you, you know, you're absolutely right though. It is so true that like you, when it's, it seems like such a, uh, um, an easy thing to figure, like once you get to the point where you're older and you look back and you're like, why did I do that? But it's not yeah. that obvious then because you, it, right? you know, you're like, Oh, I'm paying my dues. And then you're like, no, you're not. I'm only hurting myself here. This is a waste of time. Yeah. So I guess you must have had similar experiences though, right? In comedy. Absolutely. Oh my, my God, dude. Yeah. I mean, between uh, starting out with club owners and, you know, just the worst of the worst, basically where you're learning like, Oh, this, this, you know, like you, like you kind of get a vibe when you, when you get into a club in the situation, but in the back of your mind, you're like, I have to pay my dues to some extent. I'm not on anybody's radar right now. So let's go through this. But you also get a kind of feel of like who just yes, this guy to death and never come back. You know what yeah. I mean? You're here now, do the gig, get That's in, it. get out. And it's not gonna <laughs> like I, I just um, there was a, a, a kid who's starting out in stand up or whatever. And he was asking some other comics who, you know, established or whatever for advice. And it got to me and I was just like, I was like, should I do it? And then I was like, yeah, no, I'll do it. And I was like, I know a lot of guys are just going to be like, just get up every night and work hard. That's great. That's good advice. And I was like, but I was like, no club or bar has ever uh, started or ended anyone's career. And I'm like, so just do <laughs> use them. You know what I mean? Because when you're young, that's what you think. Like, this is my bit okay. or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that person's going to be in the audience and they're going to spot me and they're going to. Yeah. Yeah, and I was happen. like, no one's gonna make or break you, so just fucking get better, keep going, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and that's it. Yeah, use it as a use it as a training ground to to yeah. hone the skill, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you, and then the crazy thing is, like, when I think about it, I've met a lot of good people. Like, it's just a few. For some reason, the the uh, the dicks always kind of like they live in your brain a little longer than you'd like them to. But it's <laughs> also, I think, it helps you like recognize people who are like that more. We're like, oh, that that guy is exactly like this other guy I met. That's that exactly right. And as you said, like the flip side of that is some of the best people I've ever met in my life. I wouldn't have met had we not been doing this, you know, traveling around being just fucking cool people that, yeah, I just never would have crossed paths with. And that's, you know, that's, that's the 
one of the funnest parts of doing the whole thing for me. It's just yeah. the people you, meet. you just meet crazy people, you get in crazy situations sometimes, and that's that's what it's all about for me. Absolutely. What do you have a do you have a particular crazy situation you've gotten yourself involved in where you're like, Am I gonna live uh, for this? I've woken up in a few places, obviously, and not really <laughs> not really knowing how we've got there. We did have one we did have one serious, serious tear up in Berlin once. Um and didn't sleep and then had to drive back to London from Berlin in one hit. Holy um, shit. So we were like, fuck it. What else can we do? Let's just get on it again. So yeah. started drinking rum at about eight in the morning after an all nighter. And we were on the autobahn going fast. Mm -hmm. uh, someone in the van was so fucked. They thought it'd be a good idea to pull the sliding door open while we were going about a hundred on the autobahn. Holy shit. Obviously, fuck with the aerodynamics. Very nearly had a crash. That was pretty. That was pretty tasty. Holy um, fuck, you know, dude! Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, you get a bunch of British lads on tour with unlimited alcohol. It's, it's a recipe for. We we once jumped on the uh, broke onto the Greenpeace ship as well. What was that called? The Rainbow Warrior. <laughs> you broke into it. Well, it was in it was in the dock in Amsterdam. <laughs> and we saw it. So we thought we fucking got to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. We boarded the ship and it's great. Took a few photos. Holy then, shit, dude! Yeah, all over as well. No one even, no one even saw us straight in and out. Oh, that's fucking. That's a great story, dude. That's. Do you still have the pictures? Yeah, I'll send you one after. Oh, oh please, that's fucking gonna, hysterical. It'll take me a while to find, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking hysterical, man. Have you been to? Have you done a lot of stuff in the U.S.? So not a lot, but um, no. In fact, no. Show wise, we've only done literally two or three shows so we did one in la um i was gonna say last year but nothing happened last year did it so it must have been 2019 <laughs> yeah um uh at a really cool venue what was it called shit i just was I it the roxy no it wasn't that big but it was um it was in oh fuck <laughs> I any names of anything it was good, it was good. It was all cool. right all right and we did another one in like in Venice Beach for a place called Winston House, which is like oh a, I know where that is. Yeah, it was really cool. So that came about. That's a nice place. Times. Yeah, it was wicked. So we did a sort of sort of unplugged two piece one, and that was great. That's in weird. fact, that was our first ever American show. So that was that was you know quite a big deal. Oh, nice. for us. What year was that? It must have been that must have been twenty seventeen maybe okay, okay. I, was at, I was at LA but I was gonna say I would have fucking been there in a heartbeat I don't know how I missed oh, that man. yeah <laughs> I was literally just like what the fuck did I <laughs> but no okay yeah I didn't but think no, apart from that no not we haven't played much we've done a few trips and you know our our label so we're actually signed to an American label so oh cool we um we would have been there a lot this last year so again that was another disappointment of the whole thing we we're supposed yeah. to be spending a lot of time in the states but yeah had to not do that which was sad for us yeah you got to come to uh my neck of the you got to come to asbury and do the stone pony when you uh when you guys come back if you come back oh, out man. here i'll, I'll say that. this is what we need is like proper recommendations of actually really cool places to play and yeah, that's oh, the thing i'm not just saying this as well like america was always the I suppose it's most people, but yeah, it was always the holy grail for us. Yeah. We grew up sort of always that you know, for a British band playing in America is sure it's a fucking big deal. That that yeah, draw. I'll give you some uh I'll give you some definitely definite places that are that are fucking awesome to play over here. 
Um, were you guys, so you guys, you were talking about the pandemic. You just said, you mentioned like it kind of put things on hold this new album that you got coming out. Was that part of, uh, a plan to release before the pandemic hit or did you guys do this during the pandemic? So yeah, we, we still haven't finished it. Well, we've, we're 99% there, but nice. that's been because of the pandemic. We just haven't been right. able to get in the studio. So yeah, we probably would have finished it probably a year ago, but we just okay. had little windows of being able to record. Um, we were last in the studio a week ago and we've very nearly finished it where it's literally the last finishing touches. So that's exciting. But yeah, the pandemic is very much, very much influenced it. But you know, the silver linings to these things, we've, we made changes, a few changes to the album last week that we wouldn't have made, you know, if yep. we, if the pandemic hadn't happened and a couple of tracks, have made the album which might not have had the you know so you just got to look at it like that you know it's a couple of tracks maybe influenced by stuff that's going on or just stuff that you got to revisit later stuff we got to revisit more more than anything yeah it was stuff that we had time to actually realize a bit more in the studio and go oh shit actually this is a good song rather than is it going to make it probably not so yeah you know that's that's the way we look at it is you know kind of everything happens for a reason without being too yeah superstitious but you know now i hear you man well yeah you know you've just gotta flow with it you know you just yeah. gotta see what i was on the i was on the road before all all of this hit and then uh actually came i actually was working my way back home and one of the last gigs i did was in new york and the day after i got back home uh they were like uh, we're shutting everything down. Uh, <laughs> they were like, and they were also like, if you've been in New York, you probably had, thank God I never got it. And I literally, I've been hunkered down, you know, and not going anywhere. But uh, it was a weird kind of like thing where you like, when I, I just remember being on the road and hearing about it, hearing about how you may not should be out. But I was like, let me just, I'm going to finish up these shows. No one's really doing anything. I don't know what's going on. And then the day after I got back home, they were like, yeah, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, That's what we were saying. It's how quickly it went from, it's fine to fuck this is bad it happened in like a week yeah for us. exactly it's crazy it went yeah, yeah. I, I was really you know i read a lot of the news and i was relatively you know i was following it very closely but i was not that concerned and then yeah. it was a week later we were in lockdown yep. and we had you know the government giving us proper fucking announcements that was you know it was really scary man i was it scared. was it, yeah. I, I agree, man. Yeah, me too. It was one of those things where, like, I rem- I have uh, videos of shows. I, I'll, like, you know, tape my sets or whatever um, at these clubs or whatever. And one of them was in New Hampshire. And it was, like, about a week before I was in New York. But, I, like, I didn't even think about it at the time. But it was, you know, Corona was still in the news a little bit here and there. And I was making jokes. I was, like, one of the opening things I would open mm-hmm. up with was a couple things about, like, you know, some, something along the lines of, like, hey, like, we're going to die. We're all going to die right now. Like, we've all got it now at this point. But just literally <laughs> choke around about it where I'm, like, I cannot release that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, crazy, right? like, yeah. But that's where it was. We, we all thought it was going to blow over. I think that's yeah. the thing. Well, I think the thing that shocked me was how little, you know, governments even knew about it, even at that stage. Yeah. They thought it was just going to blow over, didn't they? And... Yeah, I, was, I can't recall anything else in my lifetime where you've been basically as informed as people who are supposed to be a lot more informed than yeah. you at any Good given point. moment. Because they didn't know what was going on either. Right. And that, that was what was scary for me. It was like, these guys don't know what's going on. So I've yep. got permission to panic now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And oddly enough, like for some reason, when 
the authorities in, in the situation didn't really know what was going on. It also kind of made me feel a little better because I wasn't like I wasn't doing my job to be more informed. It was like, yeah. oh, we're all fucked. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Because I thought, <laughs> I thought yeah, it was I'm just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where I was like, well, fuck it then. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm doing what I can. So, yeah. So, were you in the middle of a tour? Yeah, yeah. We had um, – Jer- Jer- I'm in Jersey. Jersey did pretty well with it. Our governor – had some slip ups in the beginning, but quickly got a hold of it. But we also had those morons protesting in front of a Fuddruckers and a what at a barber shop, being like, "Why can't we?" You know. So we had a lot of those, but uh, overall, Jersey did okay. Um, you know, New York did all right. My friends in Florida don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> they're still doing whatever the fuck they want. Um, I think it just got to two million in Florida the other day, like cases, and they're still idiots are still fucking beaching it and all that other shit. Um, I've got family in England, um, in uh, Bournemouth. Oh, and, cool! Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, real nearby. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah, and um, my grandfather's from Brighton. Um, yeah, I've never been, I've but uh, Brighton. oh man, Brighton's sick. There's an amazing um festival oh, really? every year called Great Escape, which is like it's a bit like the uh, it basically is the British South by Southwest, actually. Really? So, yeah, it's really, really good. So oh, if you ever get a chance to go to Great Escape in Brighton, definitely do it because okay. you'll see some future stars, basically. Really, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do yeah, something Brighton's, like that. Brighton's awesome. Brighton's a proper Victorian seaside town. It's a Sweet. Back. That's yeah. the only thing I knew about it was that it was a seaside town, same, yeah. which is where I coincidentally wind up. I live near, I live near the beach, so... Oh, I'm amazing. Like, oh, must be some kind of thing, right? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So you, New Jersey? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. So all I know about New Jersey. You're the is... only person who's ever said cool, but thank you. I well, yeah. <laughs> makes me think New Jersey's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The mob shit. Yeah. I'm Italian, yeah. so we got a little of that going on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa, I'm a quarter English because of my grandfather, and I never bring it up oh. because of how I look anyway. Uh, <laughs> people are like, we don't care. Uh, you're Italian and that's all we're going to keep focused on. Mm. That's cool though. So are you, so you, you haven't, have you been like able to do, are you doing live stream shows and stuff during this or just kind of, cause this no. is what I've been doing. I mean, I, I was like decided to talk to people because I was like, I'm going to go insane by not being yeah, on stage. Awesome. So this is awesome. Yeah. Like we, so we deliberated doing live streams. Um, I think what we found with musicians was there was that real period when it, everyone suddenly was doing a live stream mm-hmm. and it became a bit saturated yeah we were doing gigs from their bedrooms and then that was when we were thinking about doing it and then we thought well let's wait before you know wait till that's all sort of died down a bit so we don't just get lumped in and then we just sort of waited too long and never did it <laughs> to be honest. I, I almost did the same thing where i i mean this is you know i started late because i felt the same way where I was on everybody's shows. So I was like, why am I, I'm on, I'm on a podcast or three or getting interviewed in the press, like every other week. I'm like, people are going to be sick of me by that point. So I'm just going to do this shit and do whatever. And then it got to the point where I was like, I really want to create at least something on my own and interview people I'm a fan of and, you know, and, and try to get to know people or whatever. So yeah, it was saturated. I don't know if it happened in the music scene as quickly as it did in the comedy scene, but like, um, I fucking like I only fans got uh mm. <laughs> like I swear to god dude within like three weeks of shutdown comedians were like check out my only fans I'm like it's been three weeks how do you like 
did you already have this geared up? <laughs> like, like this has clearly been on your mind. Like that you have, cause I'm like, cause at first I was like, are people getting desperate? I'm like, this is a quick setup. You have, <laughs> yes, I can finally launch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys didn't wait long to, there's a lot of that shit that went on where like, I feel like when we still thought we had a chance of opening up in about a month or so, yeah, people yeah. just, they were like, oh, I haven't showered in four days. I'm like, that's on you, dude. It's only been, <laughs> that's a you thing now that you, you feel comfortable saying because there's a pandemic going on, but yeah, yeah. It's never <laughs> way too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but this is rap, man. It's fucking cool. It is. That, you know, people are, that's the thing. We probably should have done something, but no, no, no. I mean, like, there's not going to be a third wave stop. Uh, <laughs> I know. I hope there's not, but I like. I got. I got my vaccination about a week ago, so uh, yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, I made sure my mom got it because that was. I didn't care. Like, I was like just making sure you know that's that's taken care of. And then, um, then I got mine, and uh, I'm now harassing my manager to be like, okay, you got to start booking uh, shows. <laughs> As soon as possible. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, I'm gonna be. I don't know how long this vaccination lasts, but as soon as I get that yeah. second shot, I'm fucking gone. Oh man, uh, that's it. That's good news. Yeah, we're still yeah. waiting for it. Um, but yeah, parents have got us, so happy about that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's the most important thing. I feel like it's just if you kept, you know, everybody else, because we're young enough to fucking probably yeah. survive it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I feel good. I'm like, maybe I don't, I don't know. I've been eating a lot of cheese, so that's probably gonna wind up killing me before Corona winds up doing it. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You got, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other things that are pretty fucking dangerous as well. I'm freaking drinking all the time. I know that's up. the one thing I'm glad. Not that I'm glad. I wish I had. Like all my friends have been like drinking constantly, and for some reason I stopped. I have no idea why, dude. I'm like. I, I, I don't, I guess cause it's like, I didn't realize how much of a social drinker I wound up becoming, but like, cause there's nobody around. I'm like, well, fuck, it's just me and the cat. I'm not gonna. No, you, <laughs> actually, that's the thing. Me saying I'm drinking all the time. I've only started drinking again in the last three or so weeks because oh, it's okay. opening up so we can meet up with people again now. Oh, nice. I'm exactly you. So that was the thing. I stopped drinking Well, I drank at Christmas and then thought I'll, yeah give it a rest for a bit and then i just did six weeks stone cold sober without even trying and it wasn't difficult and that's right. the longest period i've gone without drinking since i was probably 15 years old and it was so easy because yeah, yeah i'm a social drinker i'm the same i was just i'd get a beer at the weekend and think well do i really want to be drunk watching this film or do i want to be sober watching this film and actually remember what happens right it's right pretty simple for me yeah so i'm yeah. out I'm actually exactly the same. And like so many of my friends were getting fucking hammered like all the time. Like really yeah, one of my friends got a full pay but didn't have to go into work for a year. So he was just oh, on his full salary at home all day, every day, just getting fucked every day. Wow. And we were like, whoa, whoa, man. And he's like, Yeah. I feel like I got more drunk phone calls from friends during this than I get when they're out having fun normally. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. And I think it split, it showed who's in what camp, didn't it? Like, yeah. people who just love drinking for drinking and people who love drinking for socializing. And I'm definitely the latter. Without Same. socializing, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, what's yeah. the point of having a hangover tomorrow for nothing? <laughs> exactly. Like, why would I wake up shit feel like my, by myself yeah. without anybody yeah. to get like a sweet breakfast with or something like that? I yeah. can't even, you know. 
Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good time. I have those friends who'll uh, one of my friends will will be will call me like completely plastered, and then she'll tell me she has to go, and I'm like, you called me? Like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like, she'll be like, ramble some shit off. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, I gotta go, and I'm like, you have to go. <laughs> like, it's fucking four a.m. I you. I was asleep. Yeah, exactly. I thought something happened, but because if you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a blast. Um, <laughs> <Sounds good> <laughs> did you get caught up in any of that uh, Netflix shit when you were like people were like I've watched more people get murdered during this and like true crime shit because I went through like Avengers uh, film franchise stuff all the franchises I just did like Star Trek Avengers yeah, like, yeah. Right. and then I was like I'm gonna watch people die for like so yeah I've avoided that I've avoided that um, good good job. Yeah, it's, again though, all my friends did that. All of my friends were very into murder stuff, and right. I think I, I get too involved in that stuff, and I can't, I can't switch off from it. I'm awake yeah. and thinking about it. Me too. Really it. But actually, really good. Uh, I tell you what, there's a really good similar thing. Are you interested in like cold case things? Like yes. Yeah. Right. So there's an amazing thing from about where we're from, the Isle of Wight. Five fishermen, um, ten years ago got busted for the biggest cocaine seizure in UK history. It's like 53 million pounds worth of cocaine, which they'd apparently brought in from a cargo ship and then dropped it in their lobster pots and then pulled it up the next morning, caught in the act, blah, blah, blah. blah. But they, they maintain their innocence. And there's a lot of people thinking it's a huge miscarriage of justice. And The Guardian, the newspaper, just did a podcast about it about two weeks ago. Wow. So I've been listening to that religiously absolutely hooked so holy shit all right the freshwater yeah. five the guardian podcast is Sweet. so good and it's all this about the point freshwater five i feel like i've written down more shit during this episode than any other episode i've had i'm like hang on a second you said what now <laughs> but this is great man yeah i i love that kind of shit i got i got wrapped up in um a couple a couple things one of the ones was on uh i don't know if you get sundance by you oh um, uh, yeah yeah Okay, so they had a, had a thing called uh, "No One Heard a Thing," and it was about um, oh, uh, it was a, it was a town in Skidmore, Missouri. Which, by the way, just the fucking name of that town is should send chills down your spine. Because when you, like, it, I don't I don't know how much time you've had. Like, when you I know you went to LA or whatever. If you've had any you know experience in America overall or anybody, but like, so even for Americans, when we watch shit like that, we're like, there's no fucking way these hillbillies really exist, right? Like. <laughs> We're blown away by it. So Skidmore, Missouri is like you, they pan like the town and it's just, it's like something you'd see in a movie where it's just dilapidated houses, oh, you know, it. they're yeah. crooked. Yeah. You're like, there's no fucking way people live in there. And then the people that do live in there come out and you're like, okay, but we're quarantining this town. Right. Like, so like, did COVID come directly from this area or, oh, uh, <laughs> but they, there is a, it's I won't tell you too much about it if you wind up watching it because it like the twist is nuts. But um so this town's get more supposed to be cursed because of what happened in this town. There was a there was like a whatever the uh redneck version of mafia is <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a lot of southerners on this show, it doesn't matter. But there's a <laughs> or I won't now, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Uh <laughs> Tom's probably like, hey, shut up. Uh <laughs> So, so this guy was like just this, this horrible, horrible dude, right? Terrorized this town. Um, 
and and the only friends he had were basically people who were just terrified of him but like that he kind of aligned himself with until he decided to kill them um or whatever and he was like basically just uh like his girlfriend or whatever that he wound up impregnating was like super fucking young like like whatever just horrible horrible dude right and like the town some people just had enough and they fucking murder him in broad daylight and the entire town this is why it's called no one saw no one heard a thing because it, the way where he did it his truck the guy's truck was parked in this uh like right in front of a diner so you got the diner convenience store main part of town and apparently four dudes approached him in the car all fired so they nobody could figure out who the gunshot was you know whatever and then they pieced and oh. everybody in that area was like we didn't we don't know what you're talking about we didn't hear anything we, you know we heard the gunshot but we didn't see anything and also the crap and there was like a huge investigation for years and the people are like how the fuck like somebody in this town knows but oh, like so good you gotta watch it dude it was and not only that so like after that like you find out so much more shit about the town what's been going on there and what like why they think it's cursed because of, like some people are like really like uh superstitious about like it's a curse this is why this town's had so much bad luck because no one will come forward but like the majority of the decent people in that town are like I don't give a fuck who did it. I'm glad yeah, they yeah. did it. And it, and you kind of like understand that too. Like it's the one time, like it's solidarity against like, cause yeah. I guess the cops are like law and justice or whatever for once. You know what I mean? After like years of just abusing the yeah. shit out of it. Yeah. But in this particular case, they're like, we need to find out who, but like at the end of the day, you're like, I'm so proud of these people for like <laughs> basically yeah. overthrowing a fucking totalitarian dictator rising yeah. up. That's exactly. What's the show called? It's called, um, uh, it's called No One Heard a Thing. No One Heard a Thing, that's it, yeah. Yeah, cool. and the craziest thing about that, too, is, like, no one cared about this town while all that shit was going on in the first place, so why should they give a fuck about, you know, Social. the authority never cared. Yeah, 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 that's and it. So they, they had to handle it themselves. So <laughs> it's it's wild, dude, you gotta see that. That and, uh, and, um, there's another one too called like the Cecil Hotel that fucked me up a little bit because the Night Stalker is kind of connected with that too. I don't know if you saw that right. one. No, I didn't see that. But no, I I love the sort of underbelly of America dark shit. Like the first season of True Detective, it will always mm -hmm. be one of my favorite things ever. Like oh, that, yeah. the South, like whoa. yeah, I know, dude. Even uh, uh, the True Detective, that first season of True Detective was fucking amazing. I love yeah. that show. Um, but yeah, the South is uh, even like my, uh, one of my best friends and I tour together and she's another comic or whatever. And, um, when we go on the road together, it's kind of weird because, you know, she's out and she's, she's married to lesbian and then I'm, you know, super liberal and I'm, I look like me. So like, we'll go to these Midwest towns and the deeper you get, they're like, we're, we're literally sometimes like, all right, you start the car. I'm going to do this show. Cause like, I barely tailor my act as it is anyway. And when we were doing you know, when Trump was in office, I didn't hold back no matter where I was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. you were like, we got to go. We got to go. Fuck Is it actually like that? Is it like a proper vibe? Yeah. Um, only with him. Uh, the, I've been doing stand up. I, th I think when I started, Bush was still, uh, um, you know, George Bush, uh, George yeah, W. Yeah. was still in office. Um, and then, but only with this guy. Was it like you, for some reason, they had just locked in, identified with him and you could not make fun of uh him or, or it was like you were directly making fun of them yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know even if you're doing like innocuous jokes it was I, i'm not a you know i don't get up on a soapbox and preach anything but like even like especially towards the end of his uh i'll call it a rain because it was horrible yeah. uh but even towards the end of it 
like you could tell they, it felt like there was like blood in the water because they knew they were losing their grip on whatever was going on. Well, for sure. Yeah. And there's a, there's like, there's like a, 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 uh, one of the last things I posted on TikTok, I think, uh, that went viral was, uh, I just had a, a clip of this. So I was doing a gig in Michigan and, uh, this, this like few tables of Trump supporters tried to like, oh, like disrupt the show. And I of course gave them shit. Um, but, uh, it was interesting cause they were like just chanting his name. And then oh. I, I'd said something along the lines of like, if that's the only, I don't know. I, I went, I went a little bluer when I was like, yeah, is that the only way you can actually get off now is if you fucking, yeah. that's gotta be so disappointing for your wife is that you literally have to say his name so you can come. And then, um, and then I was like, you know, he hates you. Right. I'm like, that's the craziest yeah. thing. It's always people he would never hang out with his entire that's life. Great. And, that's uh, so it was fun. Oh but, man. Uh, thank you. Christ. Oh yeah, I know. Right. Like yeah. Bad dream. Seriously. I know. And it's crazy how like I, th when I talk to people like in the UK and stuff like that too, they feel the same. It's, it's weird how, how, how wide his reach was of just horseshit. Yeah. And it's like, I think he emboldened that side of politics over here as well. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, you guys got it. Place. Yeah. You know, if that's happening there, it's basically happening here now, you know, we're not really separate countries so much anymore. So like right. our government totally felt massively emboldened to just, basically do the same thing like they just did a lot of dog whistle stuff to all the fucking bad people in this country and gave them made them feel like they had a voice for the first time because that's yeah. the thing I, i've never been deluded about the fact that these people exist in society but they never really had a voice before but right. these politicians just said no no it's okay you can you can speak up and yes. that, that was the scariest thing like it's basically a bit of an uprising wasn't it really right that, yeah and that, that's it's a good point you just made too is that they never had a voice before where it's like you knew they existed because that was a lot of like explaining to you know so I, there's a lot of comedians that are like slightly conservative or whatever they've got like a little bent on that direction um and they didn't quite some of my buddies like didn't quite understand like why people were speaking out on the opposite end so more so much and like yeah. like jesus christ like when did everybody become political i'm like well when it became more about you know, the wrong types of people rising, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. say something because yeah, they existed before, but they, like you just said, they you put it perfectly. They never had a voice. They didn't have an icon yeah. to like say, it's okay to be a piece of shit. That's so, exactly it, man. Yeah. yeah. And we've, we've got it here. Like Brexit was that for us. It was um, right. supposed to be something about fucking trade is what they all pretended it was about. It was right. We were to trade with the rest of the world. And it wasn't, it was just a bunch of fucking racists had something to, get behind for the first yeah. time in a while basically and it was fucking horrible and you know oh, it basically was they won brexit won leaving the european union won by 51 percent. and you right. could basically come out of that and go okay right cool now i know the actual number of racists yeah. in this country it's, it's just over half <laughs> i know exactly and it's the same with ours too dude even even how yeah. like no one really wants to talk about how close the election was between biden and trump but it's fucking close yeah 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 totally and so um, you know frighteningly close you know these yeah. people are there um, and the and the funny thing is is if it wasn't for the fact that like his supporters are so fucking dumb and didn't want to vote by mail you know <laughs> like can you believe the fucking oh, u.s no. postal service is the thing that cinched this deal i know it's so, <laughs> so it's good insane. yeah Usually, mail saves the day. Yeah, I know we're all yeah. we don't know where to go anymore. <laughs> no, that's it, man. It's um, I'm just gonna get my beer. Let's go. Yeah, do it. 
Yeah. Does it feel better over there now? Is it palpably a different mood since? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an. Uh, yeah, I was just actually on. Uh, I was on serious talking about this because we were talking about. Uh, you know, there's still shit. Obviously, we're always gonna have stuff we need to fix, and you know, Biden wasn't my first choice. I'm, I'm a Bernie Sanders guy um, myself, and I don't. I I can't wrap my head around the idea that people didn't like that guy. Mate, like, same Jeremy Corbyn over here. It's like yes, dude. Dude, I know. I'm a, exactly, exactly, man. And I'm like, like this man who's trying to make your life better. Yeah, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. I know. It blows me the fuck away. And like all the shit. Like I remember. Uh, I remember screaming at the TV watching CNN at one point because you know we. I don't know what it's what it's like over there too. But we have like you know three major networks all owned by the same fucking company. Yeah. It's an asinine system. But you know they're they're hardcore. Um, they tote the line democratic kind of thing or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, they had a, one of their newscasters with a thing on the bottom and the, um, the headline was, uh, Bernie Sanders or coronavirus can either be stopped. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, are you, cause he was in the, you know, he, he had a, he had a decent lead oh, and he was God. the front runner. And then it was another point where they wouldn't admit he was the front runner. And uh, Klobuchar, that fucking useless, you know, whatever, uh, was uh, in third. And somebody on CNN was like, I, you could even go as far as to say that third is technically the new first place. And I was like, say his fucking <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? That just, you know, just corporatists that, does, you know, full-on capitalists that don't want to fucking share their wealth or anything like that. Like, they don't want to lose yeah. any money out of their fucking pockets. That's literally what it is, isn't it? It's that's all Corbyn was doing. He was saying, "Look, can the really rich people just pay a little bit more?" Yeah. And like, no fucking way. Yeah. So, I'm I'm hoping the next kind of marching in the street and shit that gets done is for healthcare. I, I I think I honestly believe that like if everybody got together and just did that kind of shit, and like it, how how are people not doing that? Like when you when you're getting fucked over by these healthcare rates, I feel like people should be out in the street every fucking day. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's, you know, we have it here with tax evasion. Like, there is some serious, serious, serious fucking tax evasion happens here. That's basically how we operate as a country now, is we just say to corporations, you won't have to pay as much tax here as you will in Europe. That's wow. our MO. Right. And we, the media tells our populace to punch down and direct, that's the same over there, direct all your anger at people who have less than you instead yeah. of looking yeah. up and saying right. hang on a second. we're fucked because of them not because of them but people fucking believe it they just swallow it it's so easy it's so yeah. easy well, it's, it's just yeah it's it's crazy how much you realize you're fed when you're younger where you're like uh all, all cops are heroes doctors are great and and it makes you like it's it's a hard i understand it because sometimes when i talk to like people in my family who are like you know from like an old like my one of my aunts is like close in her 70s she cannot wrap her head around the idea that if you're wearing a uniform you're not you, you can't be a prick. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, well, you've been, you know, white for most of your life <laughs> and, uh, you know, occasion, an occasional tan in LA and that's yeah. about it, you know? And, but, and always taken care of by the way, by somebody too, like she's, so it's, I, it's really hard to explain to people who, you know, uh, don't get it like that. And it's like, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, hard I to explain the invisible privileges that people have to them, isn't it? It's yeah, it is. Oh, the million ways that you've you're privileged are really hard to see because yep. 
you don't know it's there yeah it's, it's a guy a come to, yeah and it, and it is crazy too like i don't like it, what's weird to me is when people agree with that sentiment i'm like are you out of your mind that you you like like you like you're not like none of us are here because like i feel like if you were i was talking to do you know um the band milo green a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so marlena was on and uh she's she had said something we were talking about how um if we had the option if somebody said to you before you were born like hey listen uh you got a choice if you want to come out or not uh you're you're not gonna be able to afford health care you might be slammed with massive bouts of depression uh you know no one really cares about your well-being you know what i mean like if you were just given a list would yeah. i i we, we were both like we'd be like you know what fuck it i'm good yeah like yeah. I can't afford like, to buy a house for some reason. Yeah, like, your parents are might not be taken care of when you get old. You might not be able to afford. You know, there's no earnable living wage, regardless yeah. of what. Like, you're like, who wants to do it? But people who fight against it blow my fucking mind. I think there's this weird thing we've all been convinced, haven't we, by whoever that everyone can be a millionaire one day. Yeah. And I think all these people are. We get over here so much with people defending people who have got nothing defending billionaires and i feel like saying to them sorry mate you're not going to be a billionaire like i hate i hate yeah. to break it to you but i don't think that's going to happen like i think that ship sailed so like maybe don't protect billionaires because you think you're going to be one one day like that's right the tragic thing about it for me it's like people think it's going to happen to them so they're like i don't want to pay more tax when i'm a billionaire so i'm going to yeah. fight the fight now it's like there's a you're killing me because there's a great Jack Kerouac quote about uh about that, and he, oh, he really? and it's basically in essence what you just said. But he but there is a great I'll, I'll if I was fucking better at this I would have had I would have known that <laughs> it's killing. I'm like what the be fucking impressive, yeah, yeah. I know it would be impressive, right? I will have to go back in and edit it and then slip it in, yeah. in a different T-shirt. Like, hey, I think that this. Is um, but yeah, it's a it's basically exactly what you just said. Is that everybody think everybody's convinced somehow that they're one day they'll be rich and uh, they're gonna be fine. And meanwhile, they're yeah, that's it. And it's like we just need to fucking stop these people from mugging us on a daily basis. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Exactly. We had a, I had a guy come over, uh, like the, this is so boring by the way, but I'm sorry. I'll just, but it, there'll be a point to it in a second. Something going on with the heating in the house, right? Or whatever. It's way too high. This bad, the heating bill way too high this past winter. So the, of course the electric company sends over somebody and, uh, they're like, we'll give you free light bulbs and we'll let you know what the deal is going on. And of course the end of that situation was, Oh, you're not spending enough money to save money. And it's like, are you fucking like, how did I not see this? coming that i thought you know so they sent over some schlub to convince it to try to convince you know to buy more shit or whatever and then the other one was is that i was like the real problem is that i'm alive and <laughs> and it's cost so much money if i wasn't alive yeah i know i was like so what you're saying is is i'm living and you guys aren't a big fan of that <laughs> like that's that's basically what all that like even yeah. even walking into a doctor's office sometimes i get the impression that are like oh, will you just die already yeah. like you're just hanging on to nothing uh <laughs> that's the thing though that we don't have to deal with thankfully yet yes the healthcare thing like i can't i just can't imagine that and that yeah. seems just i was feeling particularly awful the other i i had um 
you know, I, I had the shot or whatever, and I knew there was going to be some side effects afterward, but there was like just some stuff, like it lasted a little longer than I thought I was going to. They say it'll happen in younger people because it'll like, um, your immune yeah. system stronger. So it's really trying to fight against it. So that made yeah. more sense to me once I had read that, but like it lasted longer than I thought it was going to for the first one. Right. So I went into an urgent, we have urgent cares over here, which is just laughable by the way, because they don't, <laughs> there's nothing urgent about the care you're possibly getting. Like no it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's the hospital, there's an urgent care, and then there's your primary care doctor. So I run into this urgent care real quick and I find they, they ref there's nobody in there. It's fucking empty. And uh, I have to give them my insurance card and they were just like disgusted. Uh, and they were just like, we don't, we don't take this insurance. And I was like, look, and I was like, if I could just get somebody to let me know if I'm done, like if I can just go to the, if I got to go somewhere, if I got to make an appointment just real quick. And they're like, I think they go to me, really think a doctor is going to walk out here and take a look at you or whatever. And as they said that, like 30 seconds later, a doctor had to come out to the front to ask a question. I went, well, there's one right now. <laughs> and I like made, and it was almost like he was trying not to make eye contact with me. Cause if he looked at me, he'd have to actually follow the oath to help people. And I was just like, I was, ah, I was fucking livid dude. When I walked out of there and I was just like, and I knew there was nothing I can do about it. So I had to just walk out. Nobody, you know, what? Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't take it. Das. And then they, oh, and they go to me, you can, well, why don't you just pay for the day? And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm thinking like 50, 30 bucks or whatever, $150 yeah. they wanted me to pay. And I was like, nah, I'd rather, <laughs> I left, I left like, I hope this fucking kills me. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. must, that's unimaginable to us. Like that, that blows my mind. That honestly, that, there's a hospital two roads away. I could walk in there now, sit down, get seen to get overnight care and walk out the next morning. See you later. I <laughs> might take a trip to England just so I could hug a doctor. Like I think <laughs> after this is over, <laughs> just, I just be like, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. If you just hold me for like a um, half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, man. Get your money's worth. <laughs> honestly, that is, that is really, I, do realize how lucky we are when I hear stuff like that. Yeah. But we have a government who are trying to get rid yeah. of that. They I know it's, it's, it feels like there's never, it's weird to me that like, uh, you know, I, I have, I have friends and I, I'll do this in my act every now and again too, but like, uh, but it still blows my mind. Cause it's true. I have friends who like, uh, people or people in general who'll be like, who'll shit on like, uh, fantasy movies and they're sci-fi, whether it's space Marvel shit or whatever it is. And like, Oh, I can't, I just can't put myself in that magic, like the spells and the words. And it's like, dude, our entire fucking society is built on magic. Okay. Like every year, one party casts a magic spell. That's a bill, you know, and we think we're safe. And then the evil party casts another one and tries to get rid of it. And yeah. like, it's all magic. It's all. And we believe in these like made up things called countries. Which <laughs> yeah, exactly. Invisible story. barriers. You can't yeah. cross. You get shot out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. like and then the, and then like the, the thing i love too is like we, we we just glossed over this shit but like how many times has like the pentagon been like yeah no we have alien shit and people are like brb uh our golden god is trying to overthrow the capital so give me a second with your alien shit oh like, that's so true right yeah that didn't really get the coverage it deserved did it they were like here's some actual u.s navy footage that is verified and we can't explain it, everyone. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I know. 
And the craziest thing is that shit was leaked like two years ago by the dude from Blink-182. Yeah, man. What I was like, you, man? I'm like, he's doing his fucking job. It's not even his job. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's making amazing record. Uh, like, what the fuck? So I know. Someone's actually delivering on their promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it's, and it's the Blink-182 dude. Who knew? Who knew? What a hero. Well, dude, we are we are at the uh, one hour mark, dude. So I don't want to keep you any longer. I know it's super late where you are. So well, uh, look, listen, it's it's up to you. I can I can do a little bit longer unless you need to get rid of me. I'm having a. I'm uh, to- I don't think Tom. Do we have another? Are you still here, Tom? I don't know if he's here or not. We might have another show we're running into. So oh I don't yeah, wanna... sure, sure, of course, um, of Okay. Oh, he said you're good. All right, cool. All right, we can well, run for a little. Bit. Let's just get ten minutes more. I'm, I'm yeah, well, ten minutes more. Perfect, man. That's great. <laughs> or you know, we should do just fuck with everybody and do ten minutes of silence. Just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, I'm glad because we got on a good topic too. The, do you do you guys have any of that shit going on in England over there with the like? Are they slowly releasing, like you know, like anything? Yeah, there's there's little bits come out every now and then. Um, there's we did have one recently, similar. It was fighter pilots saw something. Oh. Yeah, Ministry of Defense. So. Right. Which, by the way, that is such a badass name. Like, Ministry of Defense, it's the most <laughs> mystical. I don't want to get all Harry Potter on you. But, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. that's a fucking, that's a cool name for a thing. Like, I would be. Yeah, and it's I'd also, be, like, the best bit of PR ever. Like, they're not doing anything <laughs> me, are they? Christ. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we, we're pretty old school with our names still. Yeah, I was quite like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Home security, home office, I quite like that. Do you get? Do you guys get too involved? I, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't watch. I, I haven't watched The Crown yet, even though that's like really everybody's really obsessing over it. And I, and I, I've heard it's good. Um, but I don't know. Like the the Meghan Markle stuff over here that people obsess over. Like, the, do you guys take the Queen seriously? I don't understand. Like, how does? No. Well, no, same thing. Same thing. About fifty-one percent of the country do. Oh, and okay. Fifty-one percent of the country are like, why the fuck do we have to pay some of our taxes to support right. a bunch of people who've never worked there in their life, and also have a private property portfolio that's worth billions? Right. You know, these people don't need our support, but they get it. They're billionaires. They're the biggest landowners in the UK. It's fucking world, wild, which is crazy. So, like. A lot of like the big posh streets in London, actually, the Queen is their landlord, owns all of those buildings. Like, but people don't kind of realize that, I don't think. But holy shit, I didn't know. Um, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. They own like half the fucking country still, like in land. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's always the argument that they're good for tourism. They bring a lot of money in to the economy because of tourism. But I think, well, I, I that's not really enough of a reason for me right. to like essentially a tax funded pedophile ring. Yeah. Um, be, just, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It'd be like if you paid for Abbey Road, you know what I mean? Like if you were just shelling out like a shit ton of money, because yeah. that brings in tour, like the, the excuse of tourism doesn't really work. I feel like. It's just fucking bullshit, man. And it just, it just comes down to your politics. I think, I think there's a lot of people in this country who are still bootlickers essentially. And they like yeah. the idea of having royalty and being in their place and, being told what to do by posh people but i think there is a weird comfort to that i don't even know what you would like people like 
to know that they that they have a line that they which is so weird because I feel like if you're just decent anyway, like you know there's a line you don't cross. I don't need exactly it. It, yeah. I don't need to have it beaten. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's that constant. It's that thing that the Royal Family are there. Yeah, it gives some people some kind of comfort, which I find, yeah, a bit disturbing that, that people need that. But yeah. I mean, and then they could do just a little bit more to help people and they'd go up a lot in my estimation. And yeah. they don't even do that. They just don't do anything. They don't do anything to help anyone, really. They've got a lot of right. charities in their name, but fucking so what? it's the same way i whenever i think about the vatican and shit like that too where i'm just like if you just charge the fucking tax if you if you you made them pay taxes we'd be fine that's it and handle some shit although what i will say is the crown is really good really oh good okay great hey i'm fine for the entertainment purpose i'll watch the shit out of that i'll I'll definitely watch that show it's very good very Um, good yeah we did the same thing with uh you know with the money thing with like when biden got into um uh my producer's saying great show by the way <laughs> so I asked, thank you he's good he's great um it, this is a blast by the way man i'm having a i'm having a no, really good time too, um but uh when biden got into office and then they were still hemming ha- hemming and hawing about like uh the um what do you call it the stimulus checks i'm like you have the easiest just get it's so simple give people fucking money <laughs> like that is like what is this debate over it's yeah, you you have the ability good. to be the fucking hero right yeah. now that you said yeah. you were going to do so and they're like know. negotiations or negotiating what people are getting evicted they're sick they've been a year out of work yeah <laughs> wild man it's, so how it's, much it's, was that was it like fifteen hundred dollars fourteen hundred yeah 1500. and uh and it was supposed to be here's the thing though they fucking it was supposed to be two thousand right and then they decided since they gave us an extra six hundred of unemployment which is like a separate thing uh, the stimulus check only had to be fourteen hundred, and I was like, "Are you fucking like you pieces of shit?" Love it, Love yeah. It. So yeah, we got fourteen hundred dollars, and and then there were still stipulations on that too because there were some people. So I have friends who have, um, you know, they have decent jobs or whatever. So then they didn't qualify for the check, but they have a decent job, but they have a mortgage and three kids. So it's like, uh, compound. You know, I'm like. How are they not factoring this shit in when they're making these like, but it's because, uh, you know, I don't know what it's like. Again, it's because um, all our politicians are rich for whatever reason. I don't even know how that came to. I mean, I do, you know, corporate interests and stuff. But like the fact that not one of them, except for, you know, for the longest, I think it took I don't know when Bernie Sanders became like a million at whatever he sold his book or whatever the hell it was. But like even that guy was like one of the only few dudes for the longest time who just was like a regular guy. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. But it's, everybody else's parallel. Yeah, it's so similar to him, and we had the same with Jeremy Corbyn. Like he lives around the corner, literally, yeah. in a relatively normal house. Wow. He's, he's the like you said, he's the only one, like, right? And I don't know why more people don't question that. It's like, hang on a second, why? Like our our the Chancellor of the Exchequer, so like our finance guy mm-hmm. who does all of the taxes and everything, is a legit billionaire. He's married to like wow. the the woman who is the daughter of the biggest Indian petrochemical company. So like he's a he's a billionaire mm-hmm. and he's making decisions about people people's livelihoods, people who've got Jeez. nothing. Yeah. And I just think why why are we not like all up in arms about that? Like why is that yeah. accepted? Why is that fine? Exactly. I just Yeah, it's it's just a constant fucking struggle. It blows me the fuck away, dude. It's like I I'm 
like and people who don't like uh you know aoc over here is another one who thank god there's like her elon omar like i like yeah. that over the last like i well, it's a bummer that sanders didn't win anything but i know he's got constituents and people who believe the same stuff yeah yeah that got elected and coming into the fold so it doesn't feel like it's completely hopeless but holy shit dude like when you uh, that was the one if if there's a i don't even want to say there was a silver lining to trump but in some respect i feel like the that level of chaos pulled back the veil of like this is what the Democrats have been not doing. Like they, like they're feckless and they'll do something if pushed hard enough. Right. Which is annoying in and of itself, but at least they will try, like they'll be persuaded to do the right thing. That's Whereas it. the other side of the aisle, I mean, exposed completely because they don't give a fuck. Like, so it's, it's, that was the thing it did. I think it finally lifted the curtain where they were like, wow, these people are genuine pieces of shit. Our country is way more right than like, I, like I just read this the other day and, and you can tell me if they teach this over there. Apparently like other countries teach um, that American politics is far more right. Like there's, it's just different shades of right wing. So like they, like, like I think they see like, um, like Sanders is obviously on the left, but like, um, and Warren is like somewhere around there and she wound up being a piece of shit, which is upsetting. Um, but uh, like she's there or whatever. And then like, you know, Obama, Hillary Clinton or whatever, like you can just see them. And then like Trump's falling off the edge. And they were basically like, this is how other countries actually explain American politics is like, these people are crazy. Everybody who claims to be liberal is slightly to the right of center. And then you kind of have Bernie on the end who's lefty. And that's yeah. it. so it's, it's crazy. I think that's pretty fair to be honest. I think, yeah. I think most people understand America as, yeah, being, you know, hyper-capitalist. So, yeah, within that model, even a centrist is, yeah, right by European standards. You know, Obama would probably be a left-leaning conservative here, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, really. that's that's what we, you know... That was the thing we wound up being, especially like my gen, like what we were the ones who voted him into office and we were like, hope change, super great. And we got kind of, we, that was like a disappointing, like he wasn't is you know, his presidency did a lot of good shit, but at the yeah. end of the day, it led to a lot like his, his uh, not being strong enough and not left enough to push the things we needed forward, made it harder, made it, made it paved a kind of way for Trump. Yeah, and, I think yeah, yeah. And that was the disappointing part about hearing Democrats say we have to get back to normal. And I wanted to be like, normal is what led us here. Just a heads up. Little clue. Let me draw yeah. you a map real quick. Click, click. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, again, again, I keep saying this, but it's just, it's just very similar here. Like our last Labour government were so centrist. Yeah. They didn't really stand for anything. They were just kind of like very pragmatic and were right. basically just chasing votes they were just oh the country want this okay cool we'll do that and they didn't really yeah didn't really stand for anything and I, yeah. I totally agree i think it showed the right that actually it's like fertile ground to like go a lot harder mm -hmm. and again yeah we had corbyn come along who's the first properly left-wing person agent he just got fucking yeah annihilated. Like I love Corbyn. We, my, my friends and I were all like rooting for Corbyn, and I, like I said, I've got family out there too, so I know they voted, yeah, uh, for him and stuff. And it was, it was a fucking disappointing thing. The if you read those articles where like uh, this is all all the politics talk or whatever, where uh, 
they're basically like billionaires actually do have a plan uh if you know climate change like if stuff's like they're not like they're they're ignoring it but it's because they believe they have a way out and this one billionaire they didn't uh, they didn't name names and this guy was like oh this reporter like buddied up to him and got to like talk to him about like what his plans are so he did all these interviews or whatever and then uh they would actually seek consultants to be like so if the world ends or if this happens how do i keep the people working for me you know to make sure that they're still working for me like their security their whatever and the one of the consultants was like well you could treat them like people and uh you know not just keep them on the payroll and the guy was literally like nah nah <laughs> <laughs> like like, and that's literally the answer he gave. The, the, the guy was like, no, we don't, uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, he was like, they were like, invite them into the house, you know, make sure they're part of the family because, because they were worried about money, not meaning anything after a while. And then I was like, they were like, no, we're not going to do that. You mean, the, thing is, the thing with these fucking people, right? These billionaires, I feel like yeah. saying to them, do you realize you're going to be dead in like yeah. 15, 20 years time? Exactly. I can chill out. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. It's like, a, just, just stop. That's going to be the name of this episode. Billionaires. Just stop. Just <laughs> fucking stop. Relax. Just yeah. get a drop. Fine. Give those charity and just float around the Mediterranean. For yeah. The rest of the days. Like, what, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to prove? Yeah, exactly. There, there's, a, there's a fucking website called Spend Bill Gates Money. And the amount of shit you have you seen that thing where you can like click yeah. on like I want to buy oh, yeah. an airline and then and it like doesn't make a fucking dent in his thing and it's it's great and the other thing is too is like I I, I will always try to make this clear too is like it's not that nobody like people it's not that people don't want to work people want to work it's just that we want to have a house for the effort we're putting into whatever yeah. the fuck we're doing yeah yeah like you just to go for it like you want to be able to actually keep your head above water and yeah. work to. Yeah, not not working, not just be something that keeps you alive. Work should be something that's actually rewarding. Have you ever heard the um? Uh, it's like an it's a good analogy that I'll use every now and again. But basically, what they would do with cats on ships back in the day. How, <laughs> how so? This is like how they invented cat food, and why they why cat food came to be essentially. So they would bring cats on ships to handle the mice situation, and they never fucking fed the cats um, because they they figured that would make them better hunters. Well, the cats never fucking caught the mice. They wound up getting tired, lethargic, that whole thing. And then they fed them and they caught the mice better because they were oh, like, Oh, good. and I use that every time where I'm like, you don't understand. People want to fucking work. If you pay them, treat them with, if you feed them, treat them with respect, they'll do the job. But if you don't, you're going to get, you're going to get people who yeah. are just not able to and do, it. do it. Fucking shitload better because actually- we all want to work. None of us wanted this yeah. pandemic. You know, none of us wanted to sit on our asses without, you know, socializing or any interaction or, or shit to do. So it's the same, same thing. I can't believe I've ever heard that. That's such a good analogy. And it's yeah. so true. Like they did a, they did a study in like um, Finland or Sweden or something where they gave everyone, um, but universal basic income essentially. So they paid for everyone's life. They gave everyone a salary of, I don't know what it would have been, but the equivalent of, you know, a, a fairly good job. Mm-hmm. And then said, if you want to go and do a job, you can do that as well. You can supplement your income if you want, or you mm-hmm. can literally stay at home all day playing video games, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And obviously, 
everyone went out and worked and worked fucking hard, like way, way, way harder than they did. And like, there's something about productivity went up, but also like innovation went up because people had like the mental space wow. to actually. Yes. Think. And like, they they weren't just on the on the hamster wheel. They were actually like, right. well, how can I improve this? How can I make this better? And like, art went up. Their culture improved, obviously massively, because people had the space to actually create art and right. Yeah that's i love that analogy that's so good that's so good but yeah it, it turned out to be true and in- i didn't know that about sweet it's it's so impressive it's crazy to me it's it kind of bums me out when i think of what we could accomplish if we had mm. you know we didn't have to worry about electric heating housing health yeah, like right. if we were just burdened by that fucking nonsense like how much we could achieve it's weird that that's the power structure we wound up in love it so yeah. well designed for ourselves for no reason well i think we've solved most of the problems in yeah. like an hour <laughs> totally. and 15 i Damn think it. yeah i think if, if people just listen to this we're good so dude this has been an absolute blast for me man you're you're a cool guy and uh i'm thank love you for it, doing man. this it's been and, awesome uh, yeah. uh well happy to come back anytime mate. i've had a great yeah. time oh please man i'm definitely gonna I, w- I want you guys to come back on i want you to come back on again and hopefully your brother will be able to join us too and um, I'm looking forward to that new album, dude. So whenever whenever oh, yeah, you guys get it done, I'll be one of the first yeah, guys. Didn't talk about music at all. That's sorry. <laughs> you know what? No, it's it, that's it, that's kind of um, actually that's okay because I I actually like this to be a conversation about the person and who they are, and you know, if, if it's always fun to just go off on a tangent. So okay, good. Yeah. Good. So I'm I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> thanks for sticking around, and thanks for watching, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Thanks, man. <laughs> Dystopia tonight.